I'm still not getting used to not hearing that this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> still not hearing it. <clears throat> this today, good morning, everybody. Today is January 28th, 2023. It's a Saturday, the last Saturday of the month, and the last Saturday before Championship Sunday. My name is Bill Woodcock. You're tuning in to another edition of Forward Maryland. And Steve, I got the 49ers, and I could care less who wins the AFC. I'd rather, you know, both teams get dysentery and the game not even happen. And they just, the 49ers and the Eagles play in the Super Bowl. Who you got? And introduce yourself, by the way. Well, I was going to say good morning. Happy championship weekend, everybody. I am Steve Hunt, I think. Yeah, I am still. Um, yeah, as far as championship weekend, Bill, um, I actually do have an interest in the AFC um, because obviously we're Ravens fans, uh, so we follow a lot of AFC. But um, I have family-in-law. My, my wife's family is in Kansas City. Uh, I've been to Kansas City many times, lovely town. Um, so I have no issue with Kansas City, um, whereas I'm starting to develop more and more issues as a Ravens fan against Cincinnati, who after winning, after winning like a couple of games after like 50 years have really just become jerks. Um, you know, it was just Eli Apple. You have the mayor with this video um, making like he's Maury uh, Povich saying that, you know, is Patrick, Mah is Joe Burrow Patrick Mahomes' daddy? I mean, um, the, the Cancun on three with the Bills. So, you know, they are, as Bill, you and I being longtime wrestling fans, they are becoming the heels of the NFL. <laughs> so I want Kansas City to win by 90 and send Cincinnati back to their place in the AFC hierarchy as, you know, losers who – can't get it done even when they should be able to get it done. So I am all in for Kansas City. I do support the San Francisco pick in the NFC. Um, they're just a great story. What a well-run franchise. And then, you know, you, you can't not like Brock Purdy. So I'm looking San Francisco, uh, Kansas City. I know that's a rematch, I think, from a couple of years ago. But um, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this was Buffalo's year. I yes. mean, how could you not have go to go? How could you not root? How could you root against Buffalo? Yes. And, and damn it, we would have beaten Cincinnati had Lamar played. We almost mm -hmm. beat Cincinnati as it was. We outplayed those turkeys. They, your your analogy of them being the heels, they're not just the heels, they're the monster heels. <laughs> they are... They are just unliked by anybody. It's not mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, the Hart Foundation cheered in Canada, booed in the U.S. situation. <laughs> I mean, these guys are cheered in Cincinnati and, and, and in their environs, you know, I guess Kentucky and booed everywhere. I mean, I just don't want them. I just yeah. don't. I just, I, but I don't want Kansas City either, but I, I, I dig where you're coming from with the family connection. That is, that is, that is uh, legit. Uh, so Steve, I want to let you kick off the first topic today. We have three topics for viewers and listeners uh, edification. I want I want you to, I want, would like for you to, to, 
to, to tee up the first topic, if you will, if you will, uh, so that, you know, uh, because I know you want to, you want to talk about, you know, and I, I think a very important part of this podcast today is, is talking about, um, is talking about behaviors and, and violence. And uh, I, I'd like for you to, to tee up the first topic. Sure, Bill, and th thanks for that, that lead in and, and the time here. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's no secret to anybody who follows politics and political discourse in this country that things have just gotten really bad. And, you know, the answer is no longer, hey, we lost an election, so we're going to, you know, get ourselves together, you know, we're going to refine our ideas or get better ideas or, or, you know, our approach of how we communicate to people. And we lost fair and square, but next time we're going to, we're going to go in the lab. We're going to figure out what we did wrong and we're going to come back out. We're going to kick your behind. Okay, fine. You know, that, I, that is perfectly fine. You know, you, we have many stories of presidents who lost before they won. I mean, our current president uh, lost twice and mm -hmm. figured out a way to, you know, finally get the dub. Uh, you have other ones. I can't, I won't go through history, but that's how it's been. You know, a party falls out of power, they lose an election or two or three, <laughs> and they figure out, okay, what went wrong? And they, they, they write the ship. That seems not to be where we are today in American politics as it relates to the Republican Party. And I am not going to both sides this. I refuse to both sides this. It's not a, oh, politics has gone wrong and people are resorting to it. No, it's the Republican Party of today is resorting to this sort of behavior. And I don't, I can't even blame Donald Trump for this one. Um, again, as I've said, I think the pot was boiling for a very long time. Um, Republican leaders, uh, nationally, state, local, were keeping a lid on it. Donald Trump was just the one who took the lid off and said, go for it. So here we are. Um, we, we have a story about this uh, Republican candidate in New Mexico, of all places. You, you, you just don't see New Mexico as a place where this would happen. Um, but actually, their local gun laws do do actually, they're actually pretty loose out there. So this individual, who I won't even name, won't even give him that dignity, uh, decides his answer to losing an election is to shoot up the homes of Democrats. So not hey, I lost, I mean, Bill, you've run for office, I've run for office, we've both lost. And you just say, okay, I lost, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that happened, congratulations to the winner. Uh, thank you, everybody who supported me, and, you know, we move on. Not now, not with this party in some circles. He decides he's going to shoot up, uh, was it, three or four homes. Um, you know, this came out right before the video was released of the attack of Paul Pelosi, husband of um, House, uh, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, where the guy's wielding a hammer. And part of the video shows the cops show up and you can see the guy, you know, swinging the hammer and, and hitting Paul Pelosi. And then you see Pelosi on the ground and the, on the body cam. Um, you know, that that's that's where we are. Um you still have Carrie Lake running around saying she's still one, that she's, you know, says that we need to overturn the election to stall the proper government. Um, you have uh, Lindsey Graham, who once was a respectable member of Congress when, when Trump 
um, was visited by our friends with the FBI at Mar-a-Lago for this uh, classified document says, you know, if you indict him, you know, things are going to be really, really bad. I mean, a not so veiled threat there. So the fact that violence has has become the way in which people express themselves after not getting their way, quite frankly, is ridiculous. It, it's it's obscene. It's it's everything that is wrong. And quite frankly, and I'll get off the soapbox from here, Bill, when you combine the fact that people through social media, uh, through what I call the conservative entertainment complex, are fed this stuff, these lies, whether it's Pizzagate or God knows what else, and, and it's presented as the truth, and you have people buying into it, people who quite frankly have issues and you know, to some degree, ain't quite 100% right with our very lax gun laws, where, as we saw in California, they've got great gun laws, very strict. But you can go to Arizona and get one. Here in Maryland, we've got gun laws that are pretty tight, but somebody can go to Pennsylvania um, and, and get what they need. I mean, hell, a school shooter could leave first thing in the morning, grab a coffee, go to Pennsylvania, and be back to a school by lunchtime and go to work. Um you know, so you combine all of those things, and it, it, it's just a, a toxic brew that, quite frankly, scares the hell out of me. And and it, you know, I I just hope that it doesn't discourage people from running for office, for serving in some capacity, board of elections. I mean, you know, I can talk about the the board of election people who have had to quit or go into hiding, Gretchen Whitmer, the attempted kidnapping. Um, we could go on and on and on, and that's the point. We can go on and on and on. That's how bad it is. I could, we could do a whole podcast about this. And it's sick. It's deranged. I don't know what the answer is, but it, you know, somebody's got to call it for what it is. And uh, that's what hopefully I'm doing here. So, Bill, I'll turn it back over to you and get your thoughts. But it's just, it's toxic, man. It's bad. Well, uh, I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but my face dropped while I was listening to you, and 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 the reason why that happened, and this is this is why we probably need to not do these at eight thirty on Saturdays anymore. We need to think about this more, because what's very very sad but true about what you said is that our whole podcast today is going to be about this. It's yeah. all going to be about misbehavior, um, lack of respect, lack of, I hate to use this Howard County buzzword, but I'm going to civility, (laughs) but it's just lack of common decency. And, you know, as we talk about the second topic today, you know, that is all about violence and brutal violence and police violence. So you all can guess what we're going to talk about. And then the third topic today is about just lack of humanity and lack of proper behavior. And frankly, I'm surprised that it hasn't gotten into a violent state yet. And there are some people out there who would say that it is already. Um, I don't have a lot to add to what you said, other than uh, it is disgusting what goes on. It's disgusting. Um that it is really, I won't say 100%, but I would say 85% coming from one side of the aisle and that it's tolerated 
from people on that side of the aisle. And what at least I see people on the left side talk about when they talk about, you know, the person who goes off occasionally on a leftist rampage and, you know, uh, does crazy things is that at least they say, you know, um, they don't justify it. Mm -hmm. They talk about the problems. They talk about, you know, this wouldn't be going on if there weren't real solutions. Uh, you know, I hate that term, common sense gun solutions. Yeah. Um, but they don't try to justify it. Um, on the right side, they seem to say a lot more, well, if only, you know, our liberal government wasn't this way, uh, then maybe we wouldn't have that happen. And I think that's trash. I just really think that's trash. Um, the guy in New Mexico, I hope they put him away for multiple lifetimes. Uh, the guy who attacked Speaker, former Speaker Pelosi's husband, I hope he gets put away for multiple lifetimes. Um, these bums need to say, you know, bum politicians, bum activists, Bums in general just need to say political violence is not cool. Mm -hmm. And Steve, we had that here, and you talked about it being in Howard County. We started to have that here in Howard County, and and not the most recent, but in 2020 in the freaking school board election. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you remember. There were people protesting outside of school board members' homes. True, yeah. And they were people on both sides of the aisle who were doing that. Yeah, right, right. And I mean, you know, police had to come and intervene. It was not pretty. It was not pleasant. And we are not any better. Um, mm -hmm. What is sad, and I'll end on this, is shameless plug, you know, People who follow me on social media know that I'm compiling my my written blog posts into a book. It looks like it's going to be two. Wow! Uh, you know, with exclusive Marshmallow Man content uh, uh -oh. updated updated just for these publications. But what we're talking about goes back 15 years. Yeah, when I started writing this blog, it's not anything new but it's getting worse and it needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And, and you're right about that board, that board of ed example. And I, I, I forgot about that. And, and, you know, whether it's that, I mean, just the fact that, you know, people feel like they have a license to evade other people's, you know, privacy in their private lives. And, and I've said this before, even the whole thing about I'm going to disrupt somebody's dinner to the point where they have to leave a restaurant. Uh, that ain't good either. Um, you know, you know, it's not violent, like shooting up people's homes and, 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 you know, coming to people's houses in a threatening manner. But even that, the fact that, you know, we're in a society where people feel like they have license to do that sort of thing is, it, it is a sad commentary. It really, it truly is. And unfortunately, when you have bad actors and people who, like I said, they ain't right, um, it, you know, they're in this toxic brew and they have access to firearms and their brains can't process things in a certain way to say, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should just make a sign and hold it out in front of their, 
you know, uh, you know, congressional office or something, it, it, it all comes together in a very sick way. It really does. Mm-hmm. It does. So let's talk about this next thing. Uh, cause this is also going to be just horrible and horrific. Um, the Tyree Phillips video, mm-hmm. there were protests in Memphis and <clears throat> many other cities across the United States last night. I know there were protests in Washington. I'm not sure if there were any protests in Baltimore, um, about the, you know, the release, uh, well, surrounding the issue of police brutality and surrounding the occasion of the release of the video of the Tyree Phillips beating. Steve, I don't think it really matters. I mean, because, well, the part that doesn't matter is that people were wondering whether or not this would be worse or, or you know, than the Rodney King video of 30 years ago. Um, you know, uh, for those who want to have that question answered, for my money, it's worse. But it really doesn't matter if it's worse or not as severe or whatever. It's a brutal beating uh, for people who don't want to watch the video. You know, have at it. You don't have to. If it's traumatizing, troubling, disturbing, you don't have the stomach for it. That's cool. Um, but I, I watched parts of it last night and this morning, and it's horrific. And, you know, what's what's killing me here is that there are only five police who are undergoing charges because mm-hmm. I could count at least 12 separate cops. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, the thing that you don't see is why did they pull the guy over? We still don't know. What did he do? You know, the first thing you hear him saying on the video is I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Um, and then, you know, for the sensitivity of the people who would rather not watch the video, I'm sure you're probably not really relishing a big description of it. Uh, let's just say things go downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But how many cops, be they decked out in top gear, which we know, you know, includes bulletproof vests, gun, pepper spray, handcuffs, baton, any number of, of, of things that will cause bodily damage to someone or death. How many cops need to pull over an unarmed guy? I mean, is it, is it a dozen, you know, when, when is too much, too much? And this video and just this overall issue of police behavior is really something that we need to get a curb on in this country. Um, You know, I respect that the president, you know, is not a supporter of defund the police and is a supporter of, you know, um, you know, police being the frontline personnel responsible for enforcing the rule of law in this country. I respect all of that, but you just can't look at this issue of police behavior and say that nothing's wrong and just say that it's a few bad apples. You know, if if surgeons were routinely killing patients on the table, you wouldn't just say that there were just a few bad apple surgeons. You would go back and you would look throughout the entire continuum of care and you would change how surgery is conducted from the day that a student walks into medical school from day one. Why aren't we doing this with how our police are educated, trained, 
Hell, selected. Why aren't we doing better? We can't apparently do what other countries do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have police who are unarmed, you know, or or who don't look like, you know, junior versions of the of the local military. Why can't we be better with this after decades and decades of police brutality being right into our living rooms? Steve, why can't we be better? Um, because it takes will. It takes a, a real will on the part of many. Um, if you're talking about whether it's a national level, a state level or a local level to make that happen. Um, you know, like you, Bill, um, I, I had a difficult time collecting my thoughts uh, for this morning, uh, for this podcast, um, because I knew we were going to talk about it. I did watch the video. I initially had decided I was not going to watch the video. I saw two out of, I believe, the four that were released, and that was more than enough. Um, and, and, you know, you talked about the comparison between, you know, this video and Rodney King. And I agree with you, Bill. I, I don't know that the point is which one is worse. Here's my point. Rodney King, that video and that incident was in 1990, what, 91, 92, give or take. And here we are 30 plus years later, and we're still having the conversation. That's the point. The the point isn't which one is worse. The point is the shit's still happening. Right. Right. Why is it still going on? Exactly. So so I want folks out there who, who may hear this to... When you when you comp- don't compare the two, connect the two, as in, it, it's still out there. You know, it, it's still happening. Um, you know, if you're a fan of hip hop, you know, back in the '90s, you had, of course, you know, N.W.A.'s infamous "F the Police." Um, you know, I was reminded of a, a song, uh, "The Sound of the Police" by uh, KRS-One, um, and everything they talked about again. In the early 1990s, we were having these conversations about police brutality, and there were other artists who were who were expressing themselves in a similar way. And 30 years later, we're still having this conversation. And of course, as a kid growing up in Prince George's County, we were seeing this 20 years before the 90s. You know, my 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 dad had I grew up the youngest of four boys. My dad had the talk with us in the 1970s. And here we are in 2023, and parents, especially parents of color, have to have that same damn conversation with their young kids of color. As you know, Jace, we've talked about the fact that I have a son. Uh, he is an athlete. He, is, he just turned 15. Until he opens his mouth and gets right up on you, you would not look at him as a 15-year-old. You would look at him as a full-grown man because he is not a small human being. And yes, you know, I, I think about him and I think about kids like him. And, you know, the fact that we, we have yet another generation that has to grow up in a country that has to worry about what might happen when they get pulled over. And it depends on which person with the shield is pulling you over, whether or not it's a, you know, have a conversation about whatever may or may not have happened. Maybe you get a ticket, maybe you get a warning, whatever the case may be. Life goes on and life ends. You know, you, you know, an encounter with an officer of the law should not be 
literally a game of Russian roulette, where depending on who it is that pulls you over, you're you're gonna your 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 life's gonna go one way or the other, including being ended. I, I just there's so many questions. And by the way, Bill, you talked about the five cops that got arrested. Let me just say, um, I, I give credit to the Memphis Police Department, uh, the chief of police. You know, she acted very quickly. Um, they were, they had a very quick investigation. They got fired. Uh, they got charged. Um, I am now hearing that there will be or could be others involved. I get there are a couple of uh, EMTs that just showed up and stood around and and let the cops carry on. I think there's some other police officers. I don't think this is going to be the end of the situation. Uh, the one thing that I found interesting that. Uh, was said by uh, Benjamin Crump. I'm sure everybody knows who he is. He 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 seems to be around these things. And he had a press conference yesterday with the the family of uh, Tyree Nichols. And what he said was he applauded the efforts of the Memphis police, but he said this should now be the blueprint. You know, from now on, if this happens, there should not be months and months and months of investigation and this and that and the other. No matter what the cops look like, because these five officers were black, um, and but it should not matter. You know, if there's another incident, and God, I hope there isn't, but I fear that there will be, this is how it should be handled. So so you hope that in terms of handling when it happens, that's the blueprint of how the law applies even to officers of the law. As far as your question, Bill, which is an important one, I don't know what the answer is. Well, I, I know what the answer is, but I don't know if there's the will to do anything about it. You know, there was an attempt in the Senate to do the George Floyd uh, Justice and Policing Act that died on the vine. And certainly with the current makeup of our House of Representatives, that ain't happening. Um, I think now it almost becomes a state and local thing to where jurisdictions are going to have to do it themselves. You know, um, you know, Memphis, hopefully there are some reforms, especially to this what do they call it, the scorpion unit <laughs> that that was a part of this. Uh, Maryland, I know. I believe our own delegate Atterbury uh, put forth legislation in the past session uh, that addressed uh, certainly policing. You know, we we now have body cams in Howard County. So sadly, I think it's going to become for now jurisdictional. Um, I don't think there's a national solution out there that one side of the aisle, the Republican side, will ever acknowledge um, or even do anything about. But that's where we are. It's it is a sad state. It is a sad state where. We could summarize the whole thing by saying, here we go again. And and that's what we do. We go again and again and again and again. Um, as 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 attorney Crump said, the hashtags go on, you know, it's hashtag Tyree Nichols or justice for Tyree or say his name. I mean, we'll just keep piling up hashtags until somehow we collectively develop the will to stop it from happening in the first place. And and it's sad that we are, that, but that is where we are. So, well, and I mean, I mean, we're not just talking about one big issue where everybody knows that there's a big problem, but nobody wants to do anything about it. You yeah. know, I mean, let's, you know, while we're at it, let's throw in gun violence. Um, you know, let's throw in poverty. Let's throw in um you know um homelessness you yeah. know um you know let, let's throw all of that in and you know um here's my bleeding heart coming out of me 
<laughs> what do all of these things have in common? They mostly affect people who are poor, mm -hmm. uh, people who are without privilege, people who are of color. Uh, God knows our Congress is, and even state legislature, and frankly, I'll even say county council, are much more adept at you know, talking about tax breaks for, you know, uh, some sort of corporate welfare. Uh, they're much more adept at zooming through, you know, large, uh, you know, block grants or, you know, aid packages. And, you know, I, I very much support, you know, I, I know a couple people who are very pissy about United States aid to the Ukraine. Well, the United States has a mission to promote democracy around the world. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't argue that. But, you know, while we're getting 85 to 15 votes in the Senate in favor of foreign aid packages, how about if we get 85 to 15 votes in the Senate that have to do with with um re-educating police mm -hmm. that have to do with, um, you know, uh, licensing handguns or at least registering users or buyers, mm -hmm. you know, so that some way there's a system. I mean, to the point you made, Steve, about, you know, pri about gun sales. Hell, if my neighbor next door wants to sell me his gun for 20 bucks, he can. There's yeah. nothing stopping him. And there's yep. all sorts of of under the radar gun sales that go on in the state of Maryland. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are laws on the books. That doesn't mean they get followed. And yeah, I mean, and I could go drive up to York right now and, and walk into a gun show and walk out with as much weaponry as I desire. Yep. Um, as you know, as long as I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of just evil stuff that is allowed to go on. And we just keep looking the other way at it. And what I really want to know, and maybe this is a bigger point, and maybe now I'm getting out there for today's podcast. Maybe now the caffeine's kicking in. But <laughs> when are people who are both, who are on all sides of the aisle, going to understand that they're getting played? Because yeah. what really happens is that all of this discord and all of this disagreement and all of this crap that goes on in this country, all of this argument is good for business. It's good for the business of politics. It's good for the business of advocacy. It's good for the business of lobbying. It's good for nonprofit organizations, be they national right to life or be they mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood. It's good for business. And there is a probably hundreds of billion dollar business mm -hmm. that goes on 25 miles to our south. Yeah. You know, that that is called our political infrastructure and everything that supports it, the lobbyists, the nonprofit advocates, all of that. When our regular folks going to start to stand up against all this shit and when are they going to start to say you know what we want actual change we want you to support change not just talk a whole lot of puff 
that is going to automatically get shot down by the other side? I mean, that's a rhetorical question, and we got another big issue to talk about in like the 15 minutes we got left, plus announcing the next show. I'll, I'll be happy if you have a short answer for that, Steve. But when, when the, I mean, it's a bigger issue. You know, when the hell are we going to realize that we're all being played? I don't know, but we we clearly are. And you're absolutely right, Bill. And, and you talked about, you know, a little bit down to the south. You're absolutely right. And I and I won't go any further. I could talk for, for days about that. But, you know, I would just say, and I'm sure there are public reports out there, check the net worth of members of Congress before they were elected and look at where it is now. Uh, you look at, I, I could, I'll both sides the hell out of this thing. Pull up Lauren Boebert on one side and Kirsten Cinema, maybe on the other side. I'm not quite sure, but you know, pull up their net worths. I mean, there's been reporting, so you you might guess I pulled up their names on purpose of what their net worths are before they were elected and now. Or pick anybody, <laughs> you know, doesn't matter who. It'll be anybody you pluck, and and you know, maybe anybody not named Bernie Sanders, <laughs> but. Uh, there's the game right there, and you're right. Until, well, let's move on because yeah. I, I really so could. I could get on a huge soapbox, and I don't want to do it. Oh, I know, I know. And I, and I wasn't saying that to cut you off. I mean, we could talk about it for two friggin' hours, I'm, I'm and we don't have two off. friggin' hours, <laughs> and we would still get nowhere because it's still going to be as jacked up a system as as it was before. Yeah. So issue item three. You know, it, it, you know, Steve, when we last talked about the Columbia Association, I made, I made the point that, again, as I'm going through the 53's, three, bleh, 53 Beers on Tap blog archives from 2008 on, you know, people have been complaining about the incompetence of the CA Board of Directors for at least 15 years. Hell, it's at least the 23 years I've lived in Columbia, and it's much longer probably goes back to the beginning of the Columbia Association itself. And just because the ineptitude continues doesn't make it okay. And it also makes what's going on extremely dangerous, especially in light of what we've just been talking about. Because when is some of this stuff going to erupt in some violence? And it's erupting in some crazy behavior. Okay, Bill, so what are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you out there, viewers and listeners. Uh, the CA president, Linky Boyd, resigned on Thursday, uh, hours prior to the CA board meeting, and said CA board meeting uh, therefore became a circus. Uh, one other board member resigned, the uh, representative from Long Reach, who I happen to know quite well and is a friend. Uh, the general counsel of CA resigned, who was already um, under fire for how he was uh, working with the president and working with the board. Um, and now a search has been, has been, uh, has been uh, voted, uh, a search has been requested by the CA board to start a new a search for a new president and CAO of Columbia Association. Good luck to whoever they're going to get, because I'm going to tell you, I'm really going to doubt that a lot of the, the serious candidates who had put themselves up for for a nomination to that uh, high post uh, last time are going to be interested in this in this affair. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so the meaning itself, I'd like to spend a little bit of time and talk about the meaning itself. Please, you. So we're going to get some uh, on the. I don't understand understand what it was. I don't understand what it was. I don't understand this latest thing that people are doing, but people are very much now into recording what people say at meetings. And I guess I get that. But now the latest thing seems to be taking pictures of speakers with their cell phones and even taking pictures of people standing around at the board meeting, talking with each other. Uh, You know, people standing in the hallway talking, somebody will snap a picture. Um, Who frankly cares? You know, and I read an exchange between two people I know online. One of the people uh, is an attorney. The other one um, is a local activist here in Oakland Mills. And the person who was an attorney was talking about taking taking video of people while they're talking is not is not cool. And the other person said, "Well, I was taking video. Well, you're wrong. I wasn't taking video." And he said, "Yes, you were." And she said, "Well, it was only of the unethical board chair." So you just said you were taking video. Of the unethical board chair. (laughs) I mean, is the unethical board chair not a human being? How do you justify this lunacy? Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. We have way too many people with way too much time on their hands who have way too too little to do. That they're going to go into this level of apoplexy over the Columbia Association. But also... There are people who have money at stake because some of those activists who are so up in arms, they either directly or indirectly through family or through business interests have business interest in Columbia's development or redevelopment. And that's where this looks not entirely genuine. I, I, you know, the CA board of directors needs serious change. I don't really know anymore what the best way to change it is. Um, You know, I was quite, I was a bit supportive of the Rouse project when it first came out until it started to do stupid things. And then I didn't like the lack of openness, the lack of transparency, the secrecy in terms of the money flows and eventually the proximity to Howard Hughes and other entities. Uh, of whom development in Colombia is is key in their mind. Um, I especially didn't like it when we interviewed a, a Rouse Cork uh, uh, project funded candidate. This was Jason and I, right. and the person you know who who very much is otherwise a champion for transparency and openness and equality and diversity and inclusion said they really didn't care and they didn't know where their money was coming from to support their campaign. That's really disingenuous to me, and that really is inconsistent. And that person is better than that, and they should have known better. So I can't say as I'm on board with any Rouse Project 2.0 candidates or anything like that. But what I am on board with is that the second largest town in Maryland, city in Maryland, if it were a city, not being run like a friggin' like a friggin' general store in Mayberry. 
In fact, much worse than. Maybe a more of a maybe maybe a better analogy would be a service station, you know, in the service bays with the people yelling at each other and t- tossing wrenches at each other. I'm sorry, I've gone on enough, Steve. I mean, I know if I only left you with like three minutes to four minutes to talk about this crap, but what do you, what do you, Mister Mister outside of Columbia? What do you make of this trash? Well, from from the view from outside of Columbia is what in the hell are you people doing up there? Is <laughs> the short answer, and you're right, it's a total mess and. The whole recording, I love how you you talked about, you know, you're you're recording somebody. There might be some legal issue there. And oh, by the way, while you're acknowledging it, you're you're making some pretty disparaging remarks about them, accusing them of being unethical. So, you know, now now we can get into a defamation of character. So, you know, you you're you're really uh walking a pretty tough uh, line there legally. It, it really blows the mind. I mean, <laughs> and I know these this this person is very intelligent. Anyway, go on. So, so there's that, and then the whole Rouse Project. You're right, and and I think the key thing you said, Bill, was Rouse Project supported candidates. And I think, and I've said this before, maybe on another podcast, that's where I think the Rouse Project went wrong. I think if it were just a a, a nonprofit organization that was talking about how to reimagine Columbia and had their you know mission statement and their view of this is what we see in Columbia, this is what we see our leaders as needing to address period stop and let everything else play out the way it was but they literally were supporting candidates in individual races which really smacked of they're just trying to take control of the ca board so if there is a rouse project 2.0 you know keep it high level stick to vision you know talk about the issues that you feel are important and then let the people decide which candidates actually fit within that vision if the people agree with that vision. Um, you know, don't don't look like you're trying to buy yourselves a uh, <laughs> board of directors. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's um, you know, you talked about you know uh, Ms. Boyd's resignation. You talked about the resignation of the uh, Long Reach member. I know Andy Stack, who's the um, um, Owen Brown member, wrote a very lengthy letter um, after Ms. Boyd's resignation, and you know, he talked about a number of things. But one thing he talked about. Uh, was the need for change. I think he clearly was saying that some of the, his colleagues do not need to be serving on the board anymore. Um, he also threw out the idea of maybe there should not be another president selected until after the CA board elections and let a quote-unquote new board make that selection. So I, I think there clearly is a call on the part of uh, that uh, member of the CA board to bring some change to the entirety of the organization. I think you mentioned there's already a, a, a candidate that may or may not be Rouse Project funded uh, running in Oakland Mills. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a, an interesting couple of months to see how the CA board and whoever ends up being president comes out the other side. Do we come out better, a new day, a new relationship, and things move forward? Or, or is it going to continue to be the mess that it, that it clearly is right now? And uh, you would know better than I do, but from the outside looking in, uh, it looks like it's going to continue to be a mess because I don't see any of those board members who we I think we would both agree without naming names need to go. Uh, they'll probably be still sitting in those chairs after the elections. Yeah, I you know I know we've only got a short amount of time, and I'm not going to 
you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna belabor anything. Um, I, 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 I think maybe I just hate everybody involved in CNA <laughs> right now. And I'm just so tired of the mayhem. I'm tired of the nonsense, but you know what? I know it's going to continue again, mm -hmm. Steve. That's why I see a common thread throughout this whole podcast. Yeah. It's very frustrating. It's things that we know are going to continue. They're not going to get any better. You know, suppose a whole bunch of new CA board members are, are put in. Then, then there's go, still going to be people from the other side yelling and fussing at those people. You know, why can't we all just grow up, play in the sandbox and do our things? Part of it is because, again, like I've said, there's lots of money to be made. And, you know, there's lots of arrogance, avarice. Um, you open this podcast by talking about ideas. The longer I go into civic discourse and the more reason why I'm withdrawing from civic involvement is because we are we have severely gone off track in terms of as a society, county, state, I'll say country, being about ideas. We are about personalities and perceptions, not about what is good. Mm -hmm. And... I just don't know what gets us back on track. What might get us back on track is the mirth and merriment, or at least us, us back on track, yeah. us feeling better about society at this moment, is a, a, a good old-fashioned awards show. There we go. And we have one coming up a week from tomorrow. The original gangsta, Jason Booms, will be joining us. We will have a dozen awards for your uh, edification and probably for your horror. And even some of you out there in viewer and listener land may be named in these awards. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, I, I believe I will, I will make a pledge right now not to beat up or verbally, physically, or spiritually, emotionally, or mentally uh, do any harm to Jason and Steve during this podcast. So we will keep our side of the, our corner of the street clean. If only everybody else does the damn same. So in other words, no hosts were injured or harmed in the making of that podcast. There we go. We'll no, do the whole no, but you know what? The There's going to be some egos and some noses at a joint. And, you know, I mean, you've seen my four. I've tried to be nice. Really? I've tried to be nice, <laughs> but I'm not sure it's going to come out so nice because I'm so disgusted by all the trash. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, Bill, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, your four and my two and, uh, and, and, you know, Jason being Jason, it, it's going to be on. And, and this has been a tough podcast, Bill, because there were some serious subjects and, and we had to treat them as such. But uh, for those of you who, who like the, uh, the banter and the craziness that normally comes with Bill and myself and obviously Jason, oh, you're going to get so much of that. It's not funny. Or yeah, is it funny? Yeah. We don't gonna, know. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Jason, I mean, uh, Jason how, the, how can I not tell you and Jason apart? <laughs> I mean, you oh. both have glasses. 
Yeah. That must be it. Yeah, my brother. Any, any closing words as we wrap up this fine production of of Forward Maryland episode 212, which means we're at the boiling point. Well, so 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 are a lot of folks around here, but uh no, Jason is my uh Jason is my brother from another mother. So uh no no party words, Bill. Like I said, we 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 put a lot out there. Hopefully it gave some folks things to think about. You know, we ask a lot of questions. Maybe somebody smarter than the two of us can find an answer or or you know, as as we like to hear in, in wrestling circles, the testicular fortitude to do something about some of this shit. But uh, other than that, no, Bill, I'm I'm uh, I'm good to go and looking forward to the award show. And, uh, you know, I'm deciding whether or not to uh, wear uh, Gucci or, you know, Sergio or I don't know who I'm wearing, but I'll be wearing something. <laughs> I, I might go Timothy Chalamet and wear a gown. <laughs> that might That's happen you never know <laughs> uh, you know who knows who knows i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a great time and as steve said out there viewers and listeners uh, you will not want to miss the awards show it's always a good source of fun of high level of high jocularity entertainment and uh, more than a couple moments of oh my god they said that i can't believe that happened so, so uh, something to look forward to. Anyway, we got to scoot. So for Steve, I'm Bill. You have been watching or listening to another edition of Forward Maryland. Join us next Sunday for the 2022 awards show, the highlight of your podcast season. Till then, have a great weekend and week, everybody. Take care.